2: Hey, everybody, welcome to this Thursday edition of Full Count MLB Show brought to you by SportsMemo.com. Excited Yay. to be here with you today as we focus on three of the night's slate, uh, today's baseball slate, a smaller card on a Thursday than it would normally be. But I am joined today with two of my favorite people at the site Iceman Jesse Schuhl and uh, the uh, exhaustively hardworking football guy over here, Eric Pauly. So glad to have you guys here today. How's everybody doing?
1: Doing great, Chuck. Doing very, very well. Very happy to be here. It's been a while since I've been on the show. So very yeah, excited. I'm, to I'm
2: excited. And stick around all week. Obviously, once we watch every, every day. But uh, that man right there, will be hosting tomorrow. And uh, you know we want to wish him luck as Joe D'Amico and Dion should be back next week. And uh, I don't know if any of us have done enough to uh, usurp them in their spots. Hopefully they're ready to just take over and we can go back to just uh, wearing a different hat. But without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to talk about three games today. The first game we're going to discuss is the Battle of Pennsylvania. It's the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. And they're going to Philadelphia to take on. No, I'm sorry. It's the Phillies that are going to Pittsburgh to take on the, the Pirates here. Battle of Zach. Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies who got to Impressively and impressive and needed wins over the Braves at home this week, who are facing Zach Thompson. The Phillies are almost uh, one to two favorite here. It's about minus one ninety, 190, minus one ninety-five, something in that range. Pirates plus one sixty-five with a total of seven and a half. So let's uh let's go over to Jesse Shul and see what he thinks about this. Uh if the Phillies can keep this momentum going here, even without Bryce Hyper.
0: Jeez, the Phillies uh you know, I've been disappointed with them coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, so the Pirates have lost three straight, but they have actually covered the run line in two of those three games. They're gonna be a huge home dog today with Wheeler going for Philly. But uh, the Phillies wasted a fine performance from Wheeler in his last start. Uh, he allowed one run on three hits, striking out six and seven innings. And, and the Phillies lost six to two in extra innings to the Cubs. Uh, Wheeler is better at home. lot better at home he's just three and three with a 4.50 ERA in eight road starts Um, I'm looking at the Pirates team total here I mean as much as I think Philly is in disarray and Wheeler is better at home I I don't want to bet on the Pirates to win this game necessarily but their team total is pretty low at two and a half based on the fact that Philly's got the race going they're at home Uh, Philly's bullpen stinks I'm gonna go pirates over team total two and a half as the best value for this game.
2: All right, so he's looking at the home team here. Uh, a quick follow-up just because you mentioned that they're a big home dog, and we talk about this off air, but it's kind of like a taboo subject that people hate discussing using the word value and and juice and big and things like that. Tell us your thoughts, and we talked off air. Phillies are almost a minus two hundred favorite. Do you do you ever see that as something that you would uh, you would regularly want to be on? Is it a pick and choose your spots? Is it like Ralph will sometimes recommend that it's just an always auto play? What what, what do you think about that, Jesse?
0: Well, if I'm going to lay minus two hundred on a team, they better they better have a really nice winning record and a lot of advantageous trends to roll in with. Um, I'm not a fan of laying that kind of price. With a with a just because somebody's got their ace on the mound, just let the Phillies got Wheeler going. That's basically the best thing you could say about them today, really. I mean, they haven't been playing very well. They don't have a great record overall. They're on the road, Um, so this doesn't meet the category uh, for me to to lay that price. But I have no problem laying that price when when uh, I find it uh, advantageous for myself.
2: Absolutely. And before we get to your breakdown, Eric, I don't know if you have any thoughts. If you take certain things into account when you think of a big favorite like this, or if it's more, you know, Jesse said he's looking more at the favored team. Uh, what, what about looking at, you know, a team that is like the Pirates that are going to be favored like your dogs like this, no matter who they're facing. What, what way would you attack that?
1: Yeah. So I think Jesse made a great point, right? When you're looking at a team that is holding a minus 200 or plus big on, on a matchup. And you need to break down why they're that favorite. In this game, For like Jesse mentioned, the Phillies are simply favorites just because Zach Wheeler's on the mound. That's not enough to get me excited and wanting to bet them as a big favorite. The Phillies are not playing the best baseball right now. They're not a great team. There are too many other factors that are built into that line that are not going to make me want to lay that. Uh, I generally don't like to really bet really over minus 175s. if you're telling me that there's a profitable strategy I'm missing out on. I will gladly take a deep dive into that and put it mm-hmm. into my arsenal. But at the moment, I'm only looking to really bet uh, higher juice lines if we're talking about like a player prop of something that I really think is uh, even at minus200 should be around minus 300. So um, I generally stay away, but I'll definitely gotta take a look into that if uh, you two great handicappers are letting me know that it's something <laughs> that, uh, that has value.
2: Well, I I think it's important to always do your due diligence on every play, but yeah. So I mean, I have a feeling you're not exactly jumping on the Phillies, but let's hear let's hear a little bit more of your breakdown on uh, where you would look to play this game if you had that as an option.
1: Yeah, no, of course. So obviously, the great thing about uh, odds maker these days, you're not just focusing on a total spread in the money line. You have a lot of other things that you can bet on. I actually I actually love that angle on on the Pirates uh, team total, Jesse. I didn't even like think about that prior to this, but. Looking at both teams, Pittsburgh's 2-8 in their last 10 with the 4-4-0 team ERA. Philly's trending down 5-5 and last 10, 4-10 team ERA. Um, and just to kind of emphasize how Philly has kind of been a little bit on a free fall, uh, they had the 12th best OPS in the majors, but in July they had the 20th best OPS. So like uh, Chuck was saying, when they came out of that all-star break, they did not come out as strong as a team in a chase for a playoff spot would as you'd expect. Um, Zach Wheeler, absolutely loved his game. I mean, uh, 2.78 FIP and ERA. I actually don't think I've seen that uh, at all at any point this season, having the same exact FIP and ERA. Both of those are phenomenal, by the way, if you're not familiar with uh, fielding independent pitching. Um, Wheeler had last two, last three starts. Two of them are great, but he got shelled against Toronto. You know, it happens to the best of us. He's not as good on the road, but it's not like he's really bad on the road. But something that really stands out to me is the fact that he has a 438 slugging percentage against. So if you can kind of get some base runners against Wheeler on the road with his 1.39 whip, um, you can definitely do a little bit more damage. But his FIP is still low because obviously he's a great pitcher. The Phillies are 4-4 four and four in his road starts. So I am inclined to look at something as simple as, you know, take the Phillies on the run line, big favorite, especially looking at Zach Thompson, who was shelled by the struggling Marlins in his last start, allowed three runs in just over 11 innings in his two starts even before that. He's bad at home. He's bad on the road. Uh, the Pirates um, don't really inspire much from many different places. I mean, they have the 26 best MLB, OPS and the MLB at home. But I'm going to actually go in a similar route with Jesse, and I'm looking at the Pirates on the run line. Um, they are definitely have the opportunity to keep this game close, and I think that at one and a half runs, um, especially with the reduced fig since the line is so high on the Phillies, that the Pirates are a good bet to cover the run line today.
2: I love some of the aspects that you guys brought up there. It's interesting, too, because this is a really weird week here where you have to take certain things into account. Vogelbach already left. You know, there's a chance Brian Reynolds could be pulled out of the lineup, yanked from a game at any given moment, too. And that's a pretty big, you know, piece that you don't want to not have if you're backing the Pirates to either score runs or the run line. Might not be today. There's a few more days left, obviously. But obviously, the Pirates are showing that they're sellers. If they're going to do anything, Reynolds would be a piece that would be moving if they're going to move him. I'm sure it's not as definite as like Contreras and Hap or Luis Castillo here in in, uh, Cincinnati, but I like that uh, breakdown. So let's move on to the next game here, which I love. Shout out to James for this uh, slate of games because of the way, the way this all is uh, unfolding. It's kind of amazing because we have another favorite that is as big or bigger than the one we just talked about in Philadelphia. And it's the Blue Jays hosting the Tigers and J- Jesse and Eric both came together without any planning saying that the Phillies were $2 favorites, basically because pitcher on the mound, <laughs> the blue Jays objectively are $2 favorites in spite of the pitcher on the mound for them tonight. As uh, Tyler Alexander from the left side, will take on you Kikuchi, who I know ski shout out to ski profit. He's celebrating. He's dancing in the streets uh, anytime. It's been three weeks since he took the mound. And so I know that the, uh, second that he was announced the bet was made so let's go back to jesse this is his team i want to hear uh what he thinks if this is the two dollar favorite in spite of the starting pitcher that this is where he would attack
0: well we mentioned the blue jays on yesterday's show and, and the price was uh outrageous uh minus 250 against the cardinals uh in the final game of that series and uh they ended up losing that game the seven game win streak ended yesterday and as well as the Blue Jays have been playing as, as hot as their bats have been. As you mentioned, you got Kikuchi on the mound. Uh, He's not the guy you want to turn to when you're looking to bounce back off of a loss. Um, You know, I I looked at his numbers. I normally quote all the numbers for the pitchers and his numbers aren't bad enough for me to use them on this show because it's not going to allow you to understand how bad he is. They, the the numbers, you know, they should look a lot worse, but the, the the number that really matters, you, you know, I know, a lot of you young guys like to use BABIP and FIP and a lot of stuff that old guys like me have a hard time understanding. But the one stat that matters the most is W's and L's. And uh, the J's are 5-11 and 11 in his starts this season. And, and that says everything I need to know. Um, no way I could lay that, that juice with the J's today. Even with Tyler Alexander on the mound, one and one 506 ERA, in six appearances on the road, mostly out of the bullpen. Uh, He hasn't really been used as a starter this season. And there is strong over trends based on the fact that we have two uh, pretty subpar pitchers going today. You might want to look at the over, and uh, the trends are 22 and seven to the over in the Jays' last 29 home games. Uh, The Tigers have gone over in eight straight against a team with a winning record. Um, like I said, no faith in either of these two guys on the mound today might look at the over.
2: I, uh, <laughs> with, without giving anything too much away, I am going to go into some of those silly, uh, acronyms that Jesse hates. And I will say that I'm far, un- disappointingly, I'm far closer to Jesse's age than I am to Eric Polly. So um, <laughs> far, far closer because I know everyone's age on this show. Um, but, I will read off to you his last six starts as far as his FIP goes, which is, um, for those that follow FIP, it's plenty, it's uh, MLB worst, kind of by a lot, uh, 15.12, now this is the same scale as an ERA, so if I say you had a 3.5 ERA, that's what an FIP is, 15.12, 11, 10.12, 14.12, 3.12, good for him, and then a 12.4 that's the era in his last six starts and so i know that, that i want to do that right before eric took took the mic so um i'm sure you're wanting to lay or on a home run run line minus 200 favorite right
1: yeah no so i'm definitely not looking at a run line here but i think it's hilarious how you know jesse's talking about the kind of old school approach and he didn't want to go into some of those statistics but I am coming to the same exact conclusion because I am on the over as well, except looking at to some of the more advanced statistics. So you want to talk about some stats that are maybe not bad enough, quote unquote, to, to say, well, what about a 5.82 FIP for the season? That is certainly something that is bad enough to talk about. Here, you look at his ERA, 4.05. Okay, bad. You've seen worse. 1.29 WHIP. Okay, bad. You've seen worse. A 5.82 FIP is is horrible. And Kikuchi, uh, even though he's coming back from the IL, he – uh, obviously his last two of his last three starts, one of he was pulled with the injury, but he's only gone two innings in those starts, regardless. He's slightly better at home. That ERA goes up but the FIP goes slightly down to a 5-6-7. The whip goes slightly down to a 1-2-2. Two, two. But he has a 507 slugging percentage against um at home this season, which is just honestly bonkers. He lets runners on, that means they're going they're scoring. Um Tyler Alexander, he's been like Jesse mentioned, mostly utilized in the bullpen, but he will be making a start. He only has 10.2 innings on the road this year, and his numbers, again, are laughable with a 506 ERA, a 558 slugging percentage against, and a 678 FIP. Um, You can basically take it to the bank that Alexander is not going to go deeper into this game whatsoever, considering his reliever background and the fact that I believe he's going to be shelled relatively early. Um, There's not much to say. The Jays are hot. They have a 336 batting average in their last 10 games. Of course, might be a little bit skewed from that, Boston beat down that they that they put on uh, the Red Sox the other day. Uh, Detroit is still Detroit. A point two, a two eighteen batting average in their last ten games. Team ERA four six six. Um, over, over, over. I'm loving runs in this game.
2: Yeah, I like attacking it in a different way because, like Jesse said, you know, the Blue Jays are going to keep being this, and it's a little alarming or head scratching as he brought up as yesterday showed the lines they're playing the Detroit Tigers and the line is smaller than it was against the Cardinals yeah it's a little bit head scratching makes you definitely not want to uh, go after it in that direction but yeah so excellent work on that game let's go to our third one here third game is here in uh, well not here but it features the Guardians from Cleveland going to Fenway with Tristan McKenzie on the mound Facing we've had talked on the show about some guys that have some great names. John Ryan loved the name Spencer Strider as a pitcher. Cutter Crawford.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire. Huh?
2: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com no Is on the mound for the Boston Red Sox tonight. Gardens are a small favorite. It's about regular juice 110, 115 in the total. I think it's sitting at nine. Umpire in this one, I didn't get to the umpire in the first two, but it's Scott Berry. Which is actually something to uh, take note of. But let's start with Eric this time. Look at what he thinks uh, is going to happen with these two very uh, underwhelming teams so far this
0: season.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the Guardians, they're seven and three in their last ten, batting a team batting average of three hundred eight, team the of three ten. So they're kind of playing some great baseball now. They're only one and a half games back in the American League Central, so they're actually making some noise. Boston has been, and there's just no other word to describe it over the last week plus they just have been an embarrassing baseball team uh it's jays fan i'm sure you're loving watching them falter out jesse but they're under 500 two and eight in their last 10. of course their era as a team is going to be a, lot, a little bit skewed after that uh again what the blue jays did to them but what really strikes me is that their team batting average is 216 they're not hitting the ball regardless of who's on the mound and again the fielding you just it's it's like watching a little league play a little league team play uh lately um, but looking at this pitching matchup, I'm actually a big fan of Cutter Crawford, but more so am I a fan of Tristan McKenzie. I was actually one of the uh, – I followed him about two years ago when he kind of started coming up in the majors, and I've kind of fallen in love since with his pitching style, his flair, and uh, I'm very, very happy to see him be very successful this season. Diving into McKenzie's numbers, seven and six, 311 ERA, and a .98 whip in 17 starts. Um, his last three have been electric. He's allowed just one run. On the road, he has not been as good of a pitcher as he has been at home. ERA bumps up a little bit to three twenty-three. Uh, FIP goes up to a four-six, which is not something you love. But uh, young pitcher still getting better. But what interests me about Cutter Crawford is how much uh, is how he's been rough at home. But he's also just been flat out better as a starter. He's two and three in fourteen total appearances, five of those being starts. His ERA is a four-five, but his FIP is a three-five-three. So, he definitely does a little bit better on the advanced metric start. But the way Boston's been fielding, uh, they might uh, raise that ERA again and lower that FIP again if Crawford has a good game. Uh, But looking at this matchup, um, they're looking to potentially split the series. But I think that more so, instead of looking at a side, I'm going to look at the under for this matchup. Uh, Crawford, again, has been fantastic when he starts, even though he has a little bit of a rougher go around at home. Um, The Red Sox have not been hitting. The Guardians also, they've been getting the ball, the bat on the ball. Uh McKenzie is really just uh, an exciting young pitcher. And though he's a little bit worse on the road, I expect him to kind of take advantage of a very much so struggling lineup. Give me the under nine.
2: All right. So Eric says go under here with a couple of pitchers that he likes and thinks that they can hold down those offenses. It's it's uh, not, like you said, Red Sox have been nothing short of embarrassing. Hard to back them. It makes you wonder what uh, b- odds makers put as far as being important is for Devers because – you know, without Devers, this is just, uh, I mean, he might be more important than just about anybody. And I mean, the numbers do show it, but geez. So uh, let's, let's see what Jesse has uh, as far as this really, really close to pick game here in Boston.
0: Well, I'm really glad that uh, Eric didn't pick Boston here because I'd worry about him if he did. And, and, you know, I'm looking at the price for this game and I'm, I'm just wondering who are these guys that are going to bet on Boston? I mean, I'm looking at it, Boston's 2-11 in their last 13 overall. Cleveland, on the other hand, has won seven in their last 10. As as Eric mentioned, they're just a game and a half out of first place. Um, You know, two teams trending in absolutely opposite directions. Tristan McKenzie, 3-0 with a 0.34 ERA in his last four starts. He's allowed one run in those four starts, striking out 27 batters in less than 27 innings. Um, and you got cutter Crawford. I mean, he's got a cool name cutter with a K all the power to him, but he's coming off back to back losses, six runs, 11 hits in 12 innings pitched. Um, the kid might have potential, but, uh, Tristan McKenzie on the other side is, is like, a you know, he's, he's been quite dominant. He's had a strung together a few dominant starts in a row and potential to do that. And actually doing it are two very different things. Um, the injuries have taken their toll on boston devers uh, obviously is everything for the Red Sox leading the team in average home runs and hits but Trevor story also leads the team in rbis and they've missed him um with the injuries with the pitching mi- mismatch and with the price i, I just I, yeah like i say i don't know how anybody can come up with boston i'm i'm all over Cleveland here yeah and you he
2: brought you brought it up right they Be- vegas is like please can we get at least get 30 percent of tickets on this team can we you know it's like it's gross but they're at, at slightly plus money if they can try and forget the blue jay series and and things like that so everybody is uh in different ways thinking it's it's hard to back the Red sox I don't know what our record is on this show when everyone agrees including the host but I I just and and I promise to the clients of mine over the last couple of years that are watching the show I did not put the two of them up to loving Tristan McKenzie as much as you guys know I love him because every time he starts, I pretty much pick him. They're probably sick of it. So yeah, it's hard to imagine that the Red Sox are able to get through him. The only thing that worries me as far as if you like the pitching matchup is about 98% chance of rain most of the night in Boston. So it makes you wonder what kind of game you've got. Any, long, any amount of layoff and you lose one or both starters. And so never all that fun but it's time to get to our best bet segment here so without further ado uh, let's let's start with Eric i want to hear what his best bet is i want to hear more about his thesis and uh, see what else he's got going on over at uh, sports memo right now
1: yeah so thesis is actually the probably best way to describe what i have working on right now but i have something huge that is been the man hours are are piling up it's almost over it's almost ready for release but i've been working on a season win report for all 32 nfl teams basically i take a deep dive into their 2021 season their 2022 new if they have new head coaches or their coaching staffs their 2022 offensive outlook 2022 defensive outlook 2022 schedule outlook and then an overall breakdown of how i think the teams are going to fare this season and deciding whether or not they're efficiently priced by the market they're undervalued or if they're overvalued um it's been a lot of fun because i absolutely love doing these kind of things but it's definitely taking a toll on me i probably should have started a couple of weeks ago but uh (laughs) you know i stayed a little bit to the end but uh definitely stay tuned for that because uh football season is right around the corner um on the premium side though for baseball i've kind of been laying a little bit low because i've been dealing with a lot of football nonsense which has been just really pulling stats putting things together but um, I have rankings for every defensive unit, head coach, offensive unit, as well as analysis. So I know it's a baseball show, but I'm very excited about that. Um, but going at my best by the day, we're going to head back to the Toronto Blue Jays-Detroit Tigers game. I'm actually going to be going with a team total angle for the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm going to take them over five and a half runs for this matchup. Six runs is, of course, a lot for any team. I mean, the Blue Jays did it last night with a 6 nothing win. Um Looking at the real angle for this, obviously the Blue Jays are on fire and Tyler Alexander is not a great pitcher, but something to keep in mind for not only when you're capping this game, but all games is, yes, you could look at a pitcher and see how bad they are. Maybe a team's gonna beat up on them. We also have to consider realistically how many innings they're gonna pitch. There's no way that Alexander can make it to the third inning. And yeah, I wanna jump all over these statistics and be like, look at his terrible um, 670 FIP on the road. The Blue Jays are gonna clearly shell him all game long. But the reality situation is they'll shell them for two innings, maybe even only one inning, and then they're going to move on to the rest. But fortunately for Toronto, the Tigers' bullpen and the rest of the pitchers they have going for them that's not named Tariq Skubal are very susceptible to getting smashed, uh, getting mashed as well. Uh, Toronto keeping it with the over. They've been on fire. They're at home tonight. And I don't think the Tigers realistically have a chance. So over five and a half runs, even odds. Let's go, Jays, tonight. I'm be rooting with you, Jesse.
2: Very, very nice. I like when the first game breakdown was maybe the full over, and then, and then save this uh, play for your best bet. I love it. Yep, a couple different ways to attack this game. So let's hear what Jesse has going on over there. I know he's got more than just baseball. Let's hear what he's focusing on over at Sports Memo. Football upcoming, as well as his best bet for tonight's slate.
0: Well, uh, anybody who sees me at Sports Memo knows that the dog days of summer. Are my time to shine and that's because of my uh success with the cfl and major league soccer i am highly interested in both of those sports and highly profitable in both of those sports for several seasons in a row now including this year and uh, my cfl game of the week goes tomorrow night that is testing a 10 and 3 cfl run you're going to want to get all over that Um, you're also going to want to get all over my best bet Tonight I'm looking at the LA Dodgers in game one at Coors Field. And uh, you look at this game and you, you think, well, the Rockies are a lot better at home than they are on the road. The Rockies hit left handers very well. But you got Tyler Anderson going for the Rockies or for the Dodgers. He is 10 and 1 with a 2.79 ERA. He's only lost one game this season. Guess who? He lost to the Dodgers. Or sorry, he lost to the Rockies. And the Rockies are batting 353 over 86 at-bats against Anderson. So, you know, I'm making a case for Colorado, but as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends. Jose Urena is going for Colorado. And uh, this is another prime example of the stats not telling the whole story. You look at his record, 1-2, and 3.13 ERA, and you're thinking, geez, for a guy that pitches in Colorado, that's not too bad. But you dig a little deeper, four starts. Colorado has lost three of those four games. His last start was his worst. He allowed six runs on six hits, a home run, walked two in five and a third innings against Milwaukee. In total for those four starts, 24 innings, 23 hits, 10 walks, and 14 strikeouts. That's not getting it done. Uh, That ERA is way too low right now. It's going to balloon up. And he's probably going to get rocked again tonight, um, given uh, the Rockies' history of battering around left-handers. Uh, you got the Coors Field um, phenomenon, and yeah, uh, you got a struggling pitcher for Colorado. I'm taking over six and a half for the first five innings.
2: I like it there. And he, you touched a little bit on <clears throat> wins and losses. Ten and one is not not necessarily something that. Uh, is impressive at all. And I like that you were mentioning with the Rockies and everything there too. So he, Jesse says get after a bunch of runs early on tonight in course. And I I like it. I'm going to go and, uh, focus on Shohei Otani tonight, who angels, we usually bash on the show and that's what we've spent a lot of the time doing. They're going to take on the Rangers tonight. Uh, Otani's on the mound. Uh, Spencer Howard is on the mound for the Rangers Yesterday, the Angels uh, got a a 4-0 shutout win, and the first aspect of this under 7.5 was going to be the the mere fact that it's a a 7.5 total in an AL game with a DH now, and and, and everyone's going to look at that and just think, this is easy pickings on the over, give me that 7.5, I just need eight runs. Eleven times this season, the Angels have shut a team out and the following game the under is 10 and 1 in those games the average is they average scoring less than 3 runs in the following game and they barely average allowing over 3 runs in that game spencer howard similarly is in a spot where the rangers have 12 spots in this exact situation as a divisional road dog and they are 3 and 9 uh, 9 and 3 to the under 3 and 9 to the over And you're getting a double VMI spot here where one team has a negative eight. The other one has a negative three, which are both those visual memory indexes. Otani has been scorching hot, at least on the mound. Uh, You know, Jeff brought this up. He was doing it. We were bashing the Angels over and over. And then he was talking about how he did an article on the MVP race. And Trout and Otani are both in the top five for the AL MVP race. And it's kind of comical what the word valuable means in there. But, um, both these guys, I think, you know, the lineups are pretty, pretty poor. Obviously the angels just can't seem to put up any runs, even when they're dominating teams, they're winning four, nothing or so. And so I just think if, if I didn't just see the seven and a half and immediately want to bet the under, like I say about seven and seven and a half or nine and nine and a half with the over, it's just kind of an auto play. You're going to get in this spot, just on this spot, just in this season, it's about a 65% return on investment to go on the under to combine these two teams. And so the value is all over that under, and I think this is a 3-2, 4-2 two, two type ceiling. And uh, hopefully we cruise to a nice, easy, uh, no extra inning type game. And so that's our best bets, and that's our show. Uh, like I said, at the outset of the show, tomorrow Eric Polly will be hosting and so make sure you tune in for that. Check us out at Sports Memo. Make sure you subscribe and hit uh, notify me anytime we do a new video. So you get that the second, uh, you know, you get information as soon as the show is going to start and we'll be back every day. And so let's hope for a winning Thursday and uh, go into the weekend with more cash in our pockets. Thanks so much and see you tomorrow.